RN. Think bigger. RN. Professor Hugh White is on the money. The mighty empire will keep the new subs for themselves. They're really gunning for a showdown with China. We should have stuck with the French boats, says the text line. Also this one from Adrian. Australian taxpayers are subsidising American warmongering after my interview with Professor Hugh White on his uh, latest paper on AUKUS. That's available to you now on the RN Drive website or the ABC Listen app. You can catch up there. Welcome back to the nation's live conversation across the day's politics, current affairs and culture. I'm Andy Park. This is RN Drive. David Lipson's in the studio here. PM's coming up at half past. David, you're examining the claim from Peter Dutton that surveillance on our borders has somehow been reduced under Labor. Has it? Well, interestingly, it, it actually has been reduced. Now, that's not a deliberate move by the government, but uh, in a report released late last year, um, the Australian Border Force pointed out that there had been a 7% decrease in Australian Border Force ship patrols and a 14% decrease in flying hours, the, the overhead surveillance flights. The, the reason um, is arguably largely out of the government's hands. It's because they can't get the hands on crew Labor, yeah. and also, um, you know, the ships are in need of repair. They're ageing, so they're not always in the water. But look, it, it really comes down to the political debate, as it always does, this vexed area of asylum seekers, where you now have uh, Peter Dutton claiming that uh, the government has lost control of the borders, uh, remembering that there's only been two boats that have come to the mainland, but I guess we don't know whether there'll be more or, or many more or, or, or no more. Uh, but the Prime Minister responding by saying those sorts of words are basically a marketing tool for people smugglers. So they're kind of both blaming each other for making the lives of, of people smugglers easier. Everything old is new again Correct. in Australian politics. It's a bit, uh, yeah, a bit of a merry-go-round. Uh, that's PM coming up with David Lipson at 5.30. is the text line. Get in touch and join the conversation. Your nation is having around you. You're with Andy Park. This is RN Drive. Vladimir Putin is a dangerous man to criticise. In recent days, one of the Russian president's fiercest critics, opposition leader Alexei Navalny, died in a prison in the Russian Arctic. He'd been in jail since 2021 after returning from Germany, where he received treatment for being poisoned by the nerve agent Novichok. His death has left really a big question mark over the future of Russia's opposition movement. Alexander Borodikin is the English editor for Media Zona, an independent Russian media outlet. Welcome to you. What have been the concerns about Alexei Navalny's health over the last few years? Obviously, he was, wasn't well after that uh, suspected poisoning um, back in 2021. Do you accept that he died of natural causes or is there something else going on here? Well, this is one of those questions that there is no real answer right now, that we can have an answer right now, because we don't have the body to examine. The uh, The family is not able even to see his body. We do not know where his body is. So for now, it's impossible to to say whether it's natural causes or some, some more of a direct action on behalf of the authorities. But the crucial thing here is that he was put in prison just a few months after the, after the poisoning just uh, after a few brief months of recovering after the, uh, this severe poisoning, this very life-threatening event. And then he was put in, in uh, one harsh condition after another. There was, there was a lot of torturous, really, conditions for him. And there, was, there were hunger strikes on behalf of uh, Alexei Navalny. So 
it's it, even if the even if we assume that this was na- uh, due to natural causes, this was uh, t- this this experience really uh, have been taxing for his body, for his personal health, and uh, it's 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 just a tragic situation. Of course, there has been uh, statements from certain world leaders, such as the Latvian president, who has suggested that Mr. Navalny was murdered. Is there any other uh, global consensus between international leaders about about this outcome, or is it still conjecture? I think there is con- uh, a consensus, more or less, and people have been uh, on social media, Russian politicians, and many many people online have been uh, correcting uh, people who who write that. Navalny is dead. That he he's not dead. He's he was he's been murdered, and this is this is quite a quite a topic for many. The, the people try to try to uh, to uh, fight propaganda, so to speak. Uh, that that as a, was quick. Even the, in the first few hours, uh, the RT channel has been promoting a, a theories that it was just a blood clot that 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 uh, went off. Uh, so we don't know the exact causes of his death right now, but. Uh, the ordeal that he went through, uh, the whole the whole uh, apparatus of the Russian prison system, and him being being sent to the Arctic prison, it was also so taxing on any prisoner's body. And the Russian prison system by itself is very harsh on every every prisoner. So we must assume that it it really was part of a deliberate campaign to try to put him in as, as hard condition as possible. And then if his body failed simply because of that and not because of any direct involvement, it still is very much a responsibility on behalf of the Russian government and everybody understands that. You've done some interesting video analysis. This is footage that uh, may suggest his body has been removed from the Arctic prison. What, what exactly did you find and does it show where his body was then taken? Yeah, so for the past three days, uh, it's been three days that his family is unable to get any information about where, he, where his body is. They traveled to this Arctic prison and they were told that the body has been transferred to a larger city, to a morgue, because there is no morgue in the village where uh, he was, where, where the prison is. Uh, but uh, there's no information. They go to this morgue, they say they don't have the body. So we still don't know where the body is, who's examining it, what's what's happening, and whether whether the family will see uh, his body. This is honestly uh, uh, quite outrageous. So we've been uh, trying to trying to uh, find ways to to find out about it. So we we've uh, uh, discovered these uh, live stream, these street live webcam web cameras that uh, trans- transmit uh, footage from uh, from the river crossing. There's a because uh, because the the village where the prison is is on one bank of the river is very remote uh, area, uh, but the morgue and the, the largest city that has the morgue is on the other bank. So uh, there's only one ground route, which is actually not ground, which is actually an ice road because it's winter, uh, and it's it's a road that's made through ice and uh, vehicles just passing through that. So uh, there's there's video cameras who uh, that are uh, monitoring that and transmitting it online so we've been able to analyze all this footage and download it and make it available to the, to everybody uh, researchers and journalists uh, we've seen a convoy of uh, a, a penitentiary system car uh, a minibus and uh, two police cars and, and another uh, unmarked car uh, that was moving out of the prison just hours before his family uh, has arrived that was on the 16th of February 
And we believe because there's no, there was no other event connected to other event, other kind of convoy. We believe that this was exactly when they moved the body. And that's all we know for now, but we're trying to learn more. Alexander Borodikin is the English editor of Media Zona, an independent Russian media outlet. We're speaking about the death of Russia's main opposition leader, Alexei Navalny. It's 13 past five. Uh, the question really is next, Alexander, where does this leave the Russian opposition movement? I mean, he's obviously been uh, arrested and in prison, unable to uh, enjoy his freedom for, for some years. You might say it's been muted for some time, but is there any viable replacement for the kind of shape that Alexei Navalny provided to the Russian opposition? Right now, it's it's really too early to say because um, I, I, I wouldn't say that he was muted. He was pretty vocal about many issues. He, he was actually one of the few people in the uh, in the opposition uh, sphere the, that, that that tried to come up with a coherent and cohesive vision of the future, future after uh, the end of the war, after uh, after uh, Putin's reign. Uh, and and he, he's been very active in this regard. He's been trying to transmit uh, regular messages through his, uh, his lawyers, and that's why his lawyers are now on, uh, arrested and uh, will be on trial, uh, because they, they, they were aiding him. Uh, so it's uh, uh, right now the opposition movement is is pretty much uh, shocked, and everybody uh, everybody's shocked because of this. Uh, of course, it, it wasn't that much of a surprise because we uh, he's been put to a very ha- a very harsh prison, and therefore the, all these eventual all of these possibilities are were always on the table. And not to be overly cynical, but of course, Russian elections are a month away. The connections between the events of the weekend and uh, the Russian elections needs to be mentioned at the very least. We'll have to leave it there. Alexander Borodikin is the English editor of independent Russia, uh, Russian media outlet, Media Zona. I urge you to check out that reporting at uh, Media Zona. Good to talk to you, Alexander. Thank you. Getting in touch with ABC RN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features.